0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Angie from All Creatures Podcast. Today I'll be hosting a special episode of All Creatures Podcast, just for kids and made by kids. It is going to be an exciting podcast today, filled with all sorts of fun and interesting facts about a species that is playful and just so awesome to watch. And I'm super excited to be talking with Darby from Idaho today, as this is her second time on All Creatures Kids podcast. I spoke with Darby a while back all about the octopus. So if you're interested in learning more about the incredible octopus and their superpowers, You can check out episode five on our website, allcreaturespodcast.com, under the tab, Kids Podcasts. It is so wonderful to have Darby back today, and she is so passionate about animals and conservation. And today, Darby will be talking to us all about a medium-sized brown mammal that spends a lot of time in the water and is often seen playing in the water or diving around looking for food. If you guessed an otter, you're right. So be sure to stick around. This is going to be a great podcast about one of the cutest creatures out there. So let's get this All Creatures Kids podcast party started. Hello, Darby. Welcome to All Creatures Podcast. How are you? Good. I'm so glad to have you back and talking to me today...
0: I'm excited, to.
1: Can you remind our listeners, how old are you now?
0: Um, eight.
1: Eight years old. Wonderful. Well, I think when I talked to you last time, you were six. Do you remember which species you talked about last time?
0: Um, An octopus.
1: Yes. It's one of my favorite kid episodes. It was so good. But today we're going to be talking all about otters. And which two species of otters did you decide to... Uh, focus on.
0: I actually decided on three, the giant river otter, the river otter, and the sea otter.
1: That's so great. We're going to cover the river and the ocean today. And I see uh, on my screen right now, you have a friend. Who are you holding?
0: Um, I'm holding Webby, the, sea we- ot- the river otter.
1: Webby, your stuffed river otter. Uh-huh. Wow. And, and you have lots of stuffed otters, right?
0: Lots.
1: Like how many?
0: Um uh well I also have a African jackass penguin that he saw it right here. Um one, two, three, four, five, six,
1: seven, eight. Eight. That is incredible. Well, I'm I'm so glad that you're gonna be here today being a spokesman for otters all over the world. And so what made you decide to pick an otter?
0: Uh, the main reason is because I love them and they're really cool, quirky creatures. And they, they're also, they also just have been my favorite creatures for like two years. And I just love them. When I first met Weffy I decided to, I decided to watch as many otter stuff as I can, get tons of otter things. And I just wanted to be all in with the otter idea.
1: And your mom has a nickname for you. What is that?
0: Uh, Mother of otters.
1: Mother of otters. I love that. And now, Darby, have you seen an otter in the wild? Yeah. Can you tell me that story, please?
0: Um. So we went to Alaska once, and every morning and in the late afternoon, when we when we weren't fishing or hiking, we went. Out, there was an outside area that we could see out out in the bay that we were in, and I saw, a th- and then I saw, like, two otters, and they were just, like, playing. They were rolling around in the water, just saying, just, like, <laughs> it was so funny.
1: That is incredible. What type of otter was that that you saw in Alaska in the ocean? It was
0: a sea otter.
1: That's right. Yeah, only
0: this- sea otters are in the ocean.
1: Fact number one, that's right. Only sea otters are swim in the ocean. They live their like whole lives in the ocean, right?
0: Yeah, they give birth in the ocean. They sleep in the ocean. They do lots of stuff in the ocean. They only rarely go on land, like if an orca is chasing them or something. Then gotcha. they would definitely go on land.
1: And what about the giant river otter? Do they spend their whole life in the rivers, or can you tell me a little bit about how they live?
0: Well, sea otters and river otters are very different. And because river otters, they they still love, they still like to go in the ocean a lot, but they also like to spend a lot of time on land too. And sea otters don't really river otters. I would say they usually like to find like a good little piece of land to sort of call their home.
1: Yeah, to make their like little den.
0: And it's and usually by the river.
1: Near a river. That's right. And can you describe a giant river otter for our listeners? What do they look like?
0: Well, um, this is one. And yes,
1: I see your stuffy.
0: He's gigantic.
1: They're big, aren't they?
0: Really big. Uh, they have. They are. They're. Um, they're really different. I wouldn't just call a giant river otter a river otter. I mean, they have sort of the basic slim body, the same as a river otter, but they—they um, they use. I um, have only really known that they live in the—they live in the Amazon rainforest, and they're pretty big. They have a really good smell, and they sort of like to go on the bottom of the river and sort of shuffle around there for like a fish or a clam crustacean or something like that.
1: And what is the shape of an otter's tail? Can you describe that?
0: Well, the shape of an otter's tail is sort of like a lava doodle, doodle's tail. Like that sort of like, it's sort of like a really thick rope. And it's really, it's really, really, really strong because they have to have it really strong because they're good, really good swimmers.
1: That's right. And is there anything special about their paws?
0: Um, uh, I don't
1: think so. Is it something that makes them a good swimmer?
0: Oh, yeah, they, they're webbed. That's they right.-hmm.
1: Yeah, probably like your labradoodle that helps yeah. them swim through the water. That's right. And what's your what's your puppy's name? I forget. Arlo. Arlo. And how old is Arlo now?
0: Two years old.
1: Mhm and did he just get a really cool certificate what what was that
0: Uh he got a therapy dog t- t- ticket which means like he um helps he like helps people who are feeling really sad like old people that have bad heart problems or something like that he like helps the people feel happy
1: yeah, that's such a great thing to do. I'm really proud of you and your mom and your family for getting Arlo certified to help people.
0: Well, not dad. my dad didn't play a very big role in it. He, oh. it's, it took a dad a very long time to accept Arlo as part of the family. At first, he was just like, it looks like a big white marshmallow.
1: <laughs> I bet he came around, though, because Arlo's a very handsome boy now, yes?
0: It took him about one year. Which was really surprising.
1: (laughs) Because he is pretty cute, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: All right, so going back to otters now, uh, can you describe the fur on the sea otter's coat? What makes the fur um, so special?
0: The fur is really special because they can't really live without the fur because they actually have zero blubber, which means that blubber usually keeps a lot of uh, mammals warm in the ocean. so it's like a jacket to coat on them sorta, just not as fluffy. And, but otters don't have any of that, so they have the thickest fur in the whole in sea otters. They have the thickest fur in the whole entire animal keep them.
1: That's right. This fur is so special in sea otters. Uh-huh. Not only is it waterproof, but they have as many as a million hairs per, per square, square inch. Right. That's incredible. So, so neat. And uh, and just really, like you said, the most of any animal in the animal kingdom. So that is just really, really special uh, with sea otters. This but, is
0: two demonstrations on a sea otter. This is one that I got from Alaska. Okay. And another one.
1: Oh, I love your otter friends and that you are the mother of all otters. That is, yeah, that is so great, Darby. And so Darby, talking about uh, being a, a, a sea otter mother, what are some fun behaviors that mothers, sea otters do to help their pups stay with them in the ocean and in the currents?
0: Um, what they do when they're sleeping is they, um, they, have, they live in the kelp forest. Usually, we'll see otters. They live in the kelp forest a lot of times, and they'll hold on to a piece of kelp, and then they'll hold on to a piece of kelp and sort of wrap it around the baby otter's belly, and sort of just stay there. And they're and but the really sad thing is sometimes they can drift off because of these bad sea urchins. They eat the bottom of the kelp that make the kelp float away.
1: Oh no, I didn't know that. That is so sad. Uh-huh. But but hopefully but, the good mamas can help keep their babies with them, right?
0: The really good thing is um, sea otters are they are really there's a, we need to make more of them because they'll help everybody live. They're known as a keystone species, which means they eat the sea urchins, they eat the bottom of the kelp. So because a lot of animals depend on that, they help the whole kelp forest live. Because without the sea otters, the kelp forest would probably not be here today, and a lot of creatures would probably not be here today either.
1: Wow, Darby, I just got goosebumps. Exactly. That is so important. Sea otters are critical for the marine environments where they live. And without sea otters, there might not be any kelp forests, and that would be really sad because a lot of animals would lose their food source and their home. So, and now with giant river otters, what makes them special and why should people want to help save them?
0: Um, well, because, um, I'm pretty sure they, wait, I'm not super sure. I'm mostly more of a sea otter guy.
1: (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. We'll scratch that question. I don't know
0: much about giant river otters, but I know they're pretty cool.
1: They are. big. Giant, Giant river otters. Otter
0: gotcha. I love sea otters.
1: And Darby, talking about sea otters and where they live, what do they eat?
0: Um. Well, sea otters uh fish, uh, clams, and obvious. I've already told you is um the sea urchin, the red sea urchin. That's a big and, one. Um, crustaceans and sometimes I'm pretty sure they'll eat like tiny squid.
1: Yeah and in your studies did you come across a really cool behavior that sea otters will do to help them eat some of the crustaceans?
0: Oh yeah um there's uh so they started they fold their back and then they have like a thumb sort of that they can help crack it open and they also have a little like, pocket in their fur, sort of, where they keep a special rock to, like, crack clams open.
1: Yes, they they collect a rock, and then they keep it in the little fur pouch, and then when they need to use it like a hammer or a mallet to basically smash open a, a shellfish to get the food, they can do that, and then they put the little rock back in the pocket, and uh, they're some of the only animals uh, that we've recorded using tools to help them get food, so...
0: They also sort of have a thumb, sort of, like a little thumb, sort of, like only sea otters.
1: Oh, they have a special little thumb, too, to help them. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just really, really cool and smart creatures, and we definitely need to make sure we're protecting them and helping keep them around.
0: because they groom themselves a lot, and oil spills could make their fur, their fur, their will can ruin their fur, and without their fur, they can't survive, so they'll die. And if they keep at in like the the Florida oil spill killed a lot of otters, which made me really mad.
1: Yeah, it's really sad. We need to help protect our oceans to help protect our creatures that live in the ocean, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And they also, and they they used to uh, they used to um, kill otters just for their beautiful fur.
1: That's right, because which the is fir- really
0: cruel,
1: really cruel and sad. Do they do that anymore? or No, that's been outlawed, right?
0: I think that's been outlawed.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to do our best to protect them now, so their numbers can rebound.
0: Really, the, the thing that I don't really like is because not um, I've talked to a lot of my friends, and at first they had zero idea what an honor was, Now I was just like, Come really, on. yeah. yeah. Now, have you... Uh, at first, I didn't know what an otter was, but then I was just like, I'm all in that cute little sea mammal.
1: Well, that's why I'm so glad you're here today, educating the whole world about otters and why we should love them. Uh, do you have any other cool facts you learned about either giant river otters or uh, sea otters?
0: I actually didn't study for this because I've actually been studying, like, two years. <laughs>
1: Because you're yeah. an expert, you're the mother yeah. of otters. Yes, I love that. So
0: I love otters so much.
1: Do otters are they are they a social animal? Do they usually live by themselves or in like groups.
0: Well, it depends what otter you're talking about. Like, um, a giant sea giant river otters. They um, sometimes they live in groups, like of four, I think, like four. Sometimes six, but not usually. I think they sometimes do. But sea otters, they're more of a... Sea otters and river otters, they're more like... They're more like, a, like an animal that would probably keep to themselves. But, like, if a person was there, they would probably be like, What is that? They probably just would be fine with it. They're more of a quirky, calm little animal.
1: I love that. And now, do you have any otters at your local zoo that you can watch?
0: Uh yeah, but the monkeys sort of took over that thing, which oh. would be mad. I would, yes. even though they don't do much, I would watch them for years.
1: <laughs> yeah, your mother was telling me that they're uh, an older, an older pair, uh, so they're not super active and uh, they don't have any pups, but. Otters in general are some of my favorite to watch when I get to go to an accredited zoo. In fact, uh, the Santa Fe College Teaching Zoo, where my husband works, they have small clawed Asian otters and they have. They're so busy. They have, uh, it's a breeding pair and they have. pups that are now like teenagers and so it's just like a party every time I'm there they're in and out of the water building nests eating looking for food swimming not swimming playing fighting uh, coming up to say hi to you uh uh, in front of the exhibit yeah it's so
0: funny it's like just like little bundles of joy
1: (laughs) totally yes it
0: started me of a puppy
1: Darby you hit it spot on they are little bundles of joy and they just they bring so much joy to people they get to see them of course in the wild you're so lucky I've never seen a wild otter before Uh, but then also to people that get to go and see them living under human care because they are a lot of fun one
0: time Uh, on the call I saw a river otter he was popping out of the ice he was sort of like he was popping out of the ice with a fish
1: Ah, oh, that is so cool. Yes. Uh, and
0: then he go back in and never saw him again.
1: Yeah, they spend, I mean, they're such good, they're such good hunters. And one of the ways that they can hunt underwater so well is that their nostrils and their ears close to uh-huh. basically acts kind of like goggles and maybe earplugs so that it doesn't get water in them. Uh, They're just, they're just, they're built to swim. But their gosh,
0: ears they, are like this and they can just like close them
1: yeah very good really tiny
0: ears they don't really need a sense of hearing but their eyes are their they need their eyes but it's not the most important part the most important part about them is probably their tail their fur and their nose
1: yes definitely
0: because their tail is very strong very strong not as strong as a beaver but very strong.
1: Very strong. Yeah, very thick. And then and then it tapers into like a, a, a tip, like you said, like your labradoodle. Very thick and very strong. And now, do otters make any vocalizations? Do they make any noise?
0: Um, I think I'm pretty sure sometimes like when they're mating or something like, like they're mating, they'll probably make sounds. But usually when a baby otter is in danger then they'll sort of chirp.
1: Yeah, they can uh, make little uh, whistles and murmurs and screams if they're upset. Like you said, little chirps, blowing sounds. So lots of different vocalizations depending on the situation, like you said.
0: It's sort of uh, easy to, to see an otter because, like, see brown, you see a tail. They sort of, like, dive in like a mermaid. I call them mermaid divers because they sort of dive in, then the tail sort of drops back in. It's yeah. They, yeah. they dive like mermaids.
1: Well, and it's so awesome that for being eight years old that you love to be out in nature and being patient, looking for wildlife, right? Because you kind of got to be patient and um, you don't always see things right away. But if you are able to see otters in the wild or really any any wildlife, it's really rewarding and fun, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And now uh there's thirteen species of otters. Do you know if any of them are endangered or needing of our help and protection?
0: Well, a lot of them are endangered because their numbers really went down because of oil spills, fur trapping, and lots of stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And so what should people do to help conserve otters and their habitat?
0: Well, first of all, definitely stop oil spills. And um, you don't really, and like try to make things, try to make like people stop building stuff because uh, otters lost a lot of their habitat because people kept building lots of things. Like a lot of people's houses, probably there used to be like a lake there where otters probably were swimming and having fun. And now
1: Darby, Darby, what was your favorite thing doing this podcast? Um,
0: uh, talking about otters because I love otters. I love
1: them. I love that you love them and I love them too. And your, your enthusiasm is just contagious. It's so wonderful. And otters are just a bundle of joy. And Darby, I know that you are the mother of otters.
0: Yeah.
1: But what do you think you want to be when you grow up?
0: an otterologist, I sort of made the word up, but for me it means like to study otters and learn more about otters and how to protect them. And if their food, natural food source goes away, like what to, what to like tell them to eat and like just help them in case.
1: Darby, I love the term otterologist. I know if anybody can become an otterologist, it's going to be you, and we love hearing about otters or really any species from you, and so do you think you'll want to come back again and talk to us on the podcast, either about either more facts about otters or um, another animal? Mm
0: -hmm. A black-footed ferret.
1: Now you're talking a black-footed ferret, that would be, yes, that, okay. Okay. We, we're going to get together in a couple months and do a black-footed ferret because that is a really awesome story about an animal similar to sea otters that were almost wiped out. Um, I
0: love ferrets.
1: Yeah, and now there's all these really cool breeding, breeding programs in uh, North America to help try to get them back into the wild and thriving. So it's uh-huh. a it's a good success story, and um, and they're almost as cute as otters, right?
0: Almost, but... If there's one picture in my book about in my book about uh black-footed ferrets where there's like three popping their heads out in the snow and it's really cute. Like uh, if you were con- to compare them, I'm pretty an otter would probably be cuter like three little otter heads just sticking out of the water compared to three uh black-footed ferrets. I would probably say an otter's cuter because I love otters. So yeah. I love otters
1: a lot. Well, and as the mother of otters, I mean, you almost, you have to pick the otters first. But it's just, it's good to have a number two and a number three in cuteness. That's a really important thing.
0: I don't really have a number three. My top favorites are probably, I also sort of like a black widow.
1: Well, I I used
0: to. When I was three, I loved black widows.
1: Well, I would love to learn sharks. more facts about black widows and sharks. Were, uh, in, in July, we lo- always love to feature sharks and shark facts. So we've got a lot more to talk about. And I am so happy that you are here today, uh, Darby, talking all about otters. Because I love otters. Lots oh. of,
0: lots
1: of otters. The, and you, Darby, are also a bundle of joy. So thank you for being here today. And I look forward to talking to you again in the future.
0: Oh, there's one more thing. Yes. Um, their whiskers are important too because they're um, sort of like echolocation, sort of. I don't have any whiskers on any of my stuffed animals, probably because they. No, know really, why? Um, a lot of otters have it because it so they can sort of shuffle around the bottom to find the crustaceans or clams or crabs.
1: Yes, their whiskers are way more than what you what people think they are. They're they're these very sensitive, they have lots of nerves in each vibrace or whisker that help them sense their environment when they're underwater, whether it's deep water or murky river water, and they do. They act like a sixth sense to help tell the otter where the food is and and how to get the food so the whiskers are critical for these species because very a good of,
0: a lot of people think like whiskers are just things on things right they they're just there like, for, sort of for ugly for, mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. but they're actually very important like if it was a very murky day and an otter had to hunt because like it had not ate in a while it would be really bad if it didn't have the whiskers because then it would probably be starved. Like, a lot of otters would probably die because they didn't have the whiskers because they would be starved because a lot of otters lived in murky waters.
1: That's right. So
0: they need those to, like, go to the bottom of the ocean. And with, the, like, their the face right there, it's sort mm-hmm. of flat. Like, for river otters, it's sort of flat. So it's easier to just, like, put that part of their mouth like to the bottom and sort of just move their head around and shuffle for it. And it's easier to like, if there's a crab right in front of them to just sort of grab it off the bottom of the water.
1: Exactly. Very, very well described. Well, Darby, I am so glad you are here today and I look forward to talking to you real soon in the future. Whether uh, t- uh, you talk more about another species of otters or a black-footed ferret, a black widow, shark. I want all of those. So,
0: I do your love research and, eh. and sharks and black widows. And I like a lot of people. Sometimes say I'm sort of weird because I like my favorite animal in the world is so cute, but my other favorite animals are deadly and ugly.
1: Well, it depends on who you ask. There's there's yeah. spiderologists, or I think they're called arachnologists. I'm not sure what a spider specialist is called. But there's Me people either. out there that love spiders as much as you love otters. So those of us that love animals, whether they're cute and cuddly or poisonous or venomous, That's we're just an- we love all animals. We're animal lovers. We're not weird. We're uh, we're helping save them, and that is really, really, really cool. Like
0: so, it. Like, if you're stopping oil spills, you're also helping lots of other animals, because not just otters need their intense for, a lot of other animals do. Like, whales probably, whales can't have oil spills, because it just kills thousands of fish. Right, right, whales, exactly. Whales, sharks yeah. even sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just so
0: sad to... Like one day you're on a boat and you're hoping to see some animals, but they're all just floating on the water dead. Yeah. It's just so sad. Who wants that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So oil spills horrible.
1: I agree. I agree. And- all right, Darby. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Bye.
1: Wow. I am just smiling ear to ear after talking with Darby. All about otters. What an incredible and fun episode of All Creatures Kids. Having Darby share her love and passion for sea otters and giant river otters was just so inspirational. She is a bundle of joy, and she's right. Otters are definitely little bundles of joy, and we need to make sure that they are protected both in the ocean, in the rivers, and on land. So I hope you enjoyed listening to Darby today. And please make sure you share some cool facts you learned with about sea otters and giant river otters with your family and friends. Remember that sharing means caring. And if you or someone you know is interested in becoming an all creatures kid expert and being interviewed on the podcast, please send me, Angie, an email at all at gmail.com or reach out to us on Facebook. Also, please visit us at allcreaturespod.com to learn more about the creatures featured today and also to find more of our kid interviews. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Bye
0: bye.